Football season is fast approaching, and the 3 and Out pregame show is gearing up for another year covering your Gunnersville Wildcats. The first episode of the 3 and Out pregame show with me, Joe Cagle, Zach Ross, and John Davis Rawlings will air Friday, August 19th at 5.45 p.m. before the Wildcats take on Southside. Leading up to August 19th, I'll be hosting a 30-minute rundown every Friday of what's going on in the world of Gunnersville sports as we get ready for the 2020 football season. Tune in each Friday at 9 a.m. right after Bruce here on WTWX to catch the show and subscribe to the Gunnersville Broadcast Podcast to catch all the episodes. And a special thanks to our friends Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry at Alpha Insurance in Gunnersville for sponsoring these weekly updates. Give them a call at 256-582-5686 or visit their office on Blunt Avenue right here in Gunnersville, your local Alpha agency. And now we're joined by Coach Reese, and we're getting ready for a 2022 football season. Coach, I know you're excited. We're all excited. We're just four weeks away from the start of the season. Talk a little bit about the work that's gone into this summer and, um, you know, the tradition I think you've built here at Gunnersville of consistency. Uh, yeah, summer is the time now that you've really got to go to work, and we ask the kids to come in four days a week, get here at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we go out and lift and run, bring them in, and, Feed them a little breakfast, and we go outside and go up top for an hour and work on uh, work on football up on the practice field. But you know that's a sacrifice to get the players to come in. Then uh, assistant coaches come in and work hard, and you hope that if you're going to sacrifice, you better come in here and get better. And uh, you can't wait until Friday night at seven o'clock if you want to have success. So a lot of hard work goes into the time there's nobody in the stands, and you're just kind of working hard for that guy next to you. But uh, hopefully that sacrifice pays off into another successful season. A little bit of turnover on the offensive side, uh, you know, at QB, but not an unexperienced player by any means. Antonio Spurgeon steps in for you under center. This guy, this guy's a senior. Talk, talk a little bit about his attributes and what he brings to this team. Yeah, Antonio's been with the program since junior high, and he's always been a hard worker. And, uh, he started last year for us at outside linebacker and also played some running back. So he was our backup quarterback. And, you know, we were fortunate last year to get to lead several games. So he's uh, he got in and played some quarterback. So uh, kids really like him. He's uh, very coachable. And I think uh, they've gained some confidence in him over the summer. So we're excited about Antonio as a quarterback. Got a good bit of experience coming back on the on the defensive side, too. Um, just talk about that group as a whole. Yeah, we lost uh, seven starters on defense as well. Uh, we've got four guys coming back. Cole Bryan uh, comes back on the defensive line. Uh, and then you got uh, E.J. Havis, who started last year as a sophomore, and he's going to kind of be our signal caller over there. You've got to have a person with experience that can make calls. We face so many uh, no-huddle type offenses, so it's good to have E.J. back at linebacker. And then Fusell, uh back at safety, he led us in uh, he led us in interceptions last year, but he's also just a really good tackler. So if you've got a good safety, they can prevent some of those big plays because by the time they get to him, there's nobody behind the safety. So. Good to have Fusell. And then Evan Taylor also started for us last year at corner. He's back. And Evan will probably play some, some offense as well. So seven guys back, but there's seven important players back. And then, uh, you know, the young guys, uh, we're hoping we don't have to play some of those guys that start on offense both ways. So any young guys can step in, it will just make us that much better. 
Let's move on to special teams. This, it's been a constant um, for the last few years. You, you guys have been solid at kicker um, and at punter as well. So just talk about those groups and what we should look for this year. Yeah, we lost uh, our kicker and punter last year. So uh, we've got Diego Lugo out from the soccer team, and he's been working really hard this summer. You know, there's some things that carry carry over from soccer, and there's some things you need to change. So he's been out here working hard every day. And then punter, we're still kind of – to be determined who's going to be the punter. But uh, uh, Evan Taylor's been working there. A few sell. Hunter Taylor's been working there. Uh, punter, you've got, it's kind of unique. You've got to be able to catch the ball and then punt it, and you've got people rushing at you. So it's kind of tougher to get a soccer guy out to be the punter. Mm -hmm. You need more of a, a person that's used to handling the football. But, uh, uh, you know, that's going to be big this year with so many new starters. Field position and uh, not getting yourself in a hole special teams is always important. And uh, it's something that we work on all summer. We don't try to wait for the season. So it's been a point of emphasis this summer, and hopefully it'll pay off when we start playing games. Talk a little bit about the schedule you got coming up, because I know you got some new region opponents. You're going to have your normal county foes, but talk about those new region opponents you're planning on playing this year. Yeah, we got uh, Scottsboro and Arab, who both moved down from 6A, and they moved into our region. Fairview and uh, West Point moved out, so to me, with those two 6A schools dropping down, it's probably going to make the region a little bit tougher. We've got some new non-region teams who haven't played. Normally, you uh, play in Southside, who's just right up the road. They drop down from 6A to 5A. Uh, Buckhorn, who's a 6A team out of Huntsville. Uh, Matt Patterson's a coach there. Pod Patterson's kind of legendary coach at ARAB. Oh, that's, yeah. that's his son. And then, obviously, we finished the year with 7A Alberville. Uh, we've also got a – we're playing Lawrence County for the first time, who – They've been in our region years ago, but that's Trent Walker's head coach there, and he was an assistant here uh, in the past. So I like to try to play people that I've got some type of relationship with their coaches. So, uh, you know, in our region, you've still got Boaz, who's a county foe, coming back. Douglas, who also made the, you know, they made the playoffs last year coming back. So, uh, and then you've got Sardis and Crossland have got new coaches, so there's always going to be excitement there. So just a very competitive region, and we feel like we picked up some, some tough non-region uh, opponents, so it's going to be a, a good schedule for us. And then on August 12th, you're going to host New Hope here for a jamboree. I know everybody's excited about that. That's just three weeks away. It's hard to believe, but we're excited, Coach. I know you're excited, too. Yeah, uh, it's good to have New Hope coming in here before week zero. I think that'll be like at the end of the first week of school. So uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to play a lot of players and find out what we need to improve on and get ready for that big opener in the south side. Coach, thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you. So that was my first official interview with Coach Reese of the of the football season. Well, technically the the non playing portion of the season. It's always fun to sit down with Coach Reese. He's um, he's been really good to me for for many years now. He's been good to the radio station, and uh, he's always um, eager to get his message out and to uh, promote his players. So it's always fun to sit down with him. Uh, I do want to comment though, uh, Coach Reese. We were talking, uh, I was interviewing him about the offense, and I had some recording issues with my phone. So I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the wide receiver core because Coach Reese did go to, into that um, at, at length. You know, he was talking about Sam Kennedy, um, one of the guys that's going to be coming back at wide receiver. A very good route runner, very good possession wide receiver. Um, he's one of these guys, if you're in a, you know, a third and four pinch he's going to run a great route and more times than not be open and um 
Evan Taylor comes back with a lot of experience. He's also a really good possession guy. Um, he can make things happen after the play. And then Brandon Fusell, I think we can all – Brandon Fusell can stretch the field, and he's done so for the last four years now. Seems like we've been talking about Brandon for almost ten years, but it's going to be tough to watch him go. But uh, excited about his senior season. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because Coach Reese, you know, he talked about those guys at length. And also the offensive line, you've got – you got some good experience coming back and some good players up front, you know, with guys like Royce Balkum and then um, McCormick Lankford. You know, I think it's going to be a good unit up front. I'm excited about this team. I think uh, the schedule sets up pretty well for them to try and win another region title. It just seems like it's uh, rinse and repeat every year for this Gunnersville football program, which is why I asked Coach Reese that question about consistency. And I know he he's not going to sit and talk about what a great program they have but I mean I will it's 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 a program that everybody wants to emulate and if you talk to opposing coaches around the area they I mean they all they all tell you that Gunnersville's the standard right now in the county and uh, it's for good reason coach Reese is about to enter his 13th season he needs two wins to get 100 wins and um, I don't think he's going to have a problem getting there uh, this year. But up next, we're going to talk to Zach Ross. He is the head coach of the Gunnersville varsity soccer team. He's also a co host of the Three and Out pregame show. Hope you enjoy my sit down with Zach and uh, stay tuned. Hey, and welcome back in. So that was my sit-down with uh, Coach Reese leading up to the season. Obviously, um, Jamboree's fast-approaching, summer workouts, all the fun stuff. Uh, it's just about time to turn the calendar again to August to get ready for football season. Joining me now is one of the co-hosts of the 3 and Out pregame show, Mr. Zach Ross. Zach, thank you for being here. It's great to be here. And just the mention of football season – makes the hair on my arms uh, stand up you know it's like there's winter spring summer yeah. and football and football season <laughs> which means hopefully at some point we won't have uh heat indexes of 105 anymore um gosh i hope not it can only it can only get better in august i say that and then we'll have a heat index of 110 but moving on from the heat um we are here to talk to zach not so much about football but uh for those of you who, who might not know Zach is also the, uh, the the varsity boys head soccer coach here at Gunnersville. Been very successful in how many years now? This will be my ninth season. Next mm. year will be my ninth season. Ninth season. That is that's hard to believe. Uh, oh, I know. It's been a it's been a blur. So uh, now, two thousand and fourteen, fifteen, two thousand fifteen was my first year, and so okay. yeah, um, I basically I lived. Uh, like right outside of the stadium yeah. like like literally 50 <laughs> yards away my wife was working as a, a nurse uh on nights and weekends so i sort of like you know didn't have anything to do right. and so i was like hey it's right here they want me to coach i'll go coach and then nine years later you know i'm, I'm in my we're in our second house since then and uh we're uh, building here in gunnersville again and um and so yeah what what a journey it's been and you know still Still plugging along and still plan on doing it. As per usual, every year there seems to be, you know, a guy on the football team that's going to be handling 
uh, kicking responsibilities from your squad. This year's no different. Diego Lugo, tell us a little bit about uh, Diego and what uh, what we should expect from from this kicker. Yeah, so Diego can strike the ball. You know, I, I haven't seen him kick a football before, but he's one of those kids. He's uh, going to be a junior, and um, he's just ever since I've known him as a seventh grader, he can just strike the ball with power. He is, you know, not the biggest guy, not going to be a guy that, you know, uh, he's going to be running downfield and making tackles or whatever, but uh, he can he can pop the ball. Uh, so you'll see some power out of this kid. And I know there's maybe a few others, I think, that may be sort of vying. I've seen, you know, Porter Granados, he's a young kid, uh, going to be a freshman. He might have a, a future there as well. But, yeah, Diego Diego's a four-year um, player for us, been on varsity the last couple of years, and, yeah, that's the one thing I can say is he's got a strong leg. And you go back last to Pablo last year. Was it – am I missing somebody between Walls and Pablo? So, no, you had Walls, you had Pablo, and mm. then you had Tristan Palacios the that's last right. year. Tristan. Sorry, I forgot about Tristan. Tristan was very they've, – they've all been effective. I right. mean, they've all been very good. That's the one thing that um, – you know, when I talk to opposing coaches leading up to Gunnersville games, they always talk about how Gunnersville's solid – all the way around and it's even kicking and it's and it's punting too and I guess my question is and you may you may not know the answer but have you talked to Pablo or Walls or, or Tristan in the past and talked about to them what the difference is what they have to work on from soccer to football when well, it comes I, to the I, skill of it I tell them don't get hurt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's number yeah. one yeah you know one of the things is like focus because and mm. it's it's sort of like a, a correlation to a free kick in soccer yeah you've got the time you know the the focus is what you have to have because when you're playing in an actual soccer match um you know the you don't have time to think mm-hmm. and your body just kind of gets used to that you know your mechanics get used to just on the go you know having to make a decision and all that and it's a whole different beast when you're when the ball is still everyone is not no no one's moving and everyone's eyes are on you to kick the ball so I mean that's the sort of thing that I tell them is you know you guys you've you've got to have focus and then don't you know don't don't worry when you've made the mistake don't worry about it move on to the next play because you never know in a football game Unless there's, you know, zeros on the clock, chances are you're going to get another chance to kick again, mm-hmm. and it could be the difference between winning and losing. So you've got to move on from your mistakes. But that's the, the two main things. Well, it's like Coach Reese always says, too. And, and, you know, he's not alone in saying this, but you don't notice, you don't notice bad special teams play until it's bad right <laughs> and, and, and i know it's it's such a it's such an easy thing to people to just overlook the snap the hold the kick it's a lot that goes into that well i mean look look back at the uh 2006 state championship team mm-hmm. and how how uh poor special teams from thomasville sort of contributed to the wildcats exactly. win. exactly you know those yep. teams were neck and neck thomasville was running the ball well Gunnersville was passing the ball well and the one difference to me in that game uh was other than the wildcats making a few more plays down towards the end of the game was the kicking game yeah. thomasville's kicker couldn't kick the ball you know 10 yards right. in the air yeah and obviously we had the kid uh i can't i think he's from sweden um the uh field goal kicker he could boom them so you, you take it you take things for like nfl you take field goals for it granted mm-hmm. and until 
you know, you get the playoffs and you need one, it's 50 yards and all eyes are on yeah. the kicker. But in, in high school, you really can't take it for, for granted. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you've got um, some, some schools don't have the luxury that we have and that we have, you know, these kids, you know, that come along that can at least consistently make extra points yes. and make 30, 35-yard field goals, maybe stretch to 40. Um, you know, you have some kids like the kids that have come, gone through uh, Fort Payne that are now going to be playing in college. And, yeah. You I just mean, have one play in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, guys, you're not going to have very few that can right. kick at 55 or 60 in mm-hmm. high school. But just having that ability – to get three points down there when in the red zone instead of you know you know having to go for it all the time on fourth down, it's it's uh, invaluable. I think it's always worth it's always worth mentioning, and it seems like every single year, I'm talking to Coach Reese about a solid kicking game. Now he did tell me in the interview that you heard earlier that he they're still working with Diego on on the the technique that he needs to use, um, but they still feel like they're in good shape with Diego kicking the ball, so. Um, I want to uh, switch gears for a minute. So, like we said, Zach, as the uh, head coach of the of the Varsity Boys soccer team, uh, you guys just got back from a big trip. Talk about where you guys went last week. Um, and was it JV and everybody? It was everybody, and okay. we even took some took some guys that were new to our program that uh, had gone through summer training with us, and we went to Atlanta United. Uh, they were playing uh, a professional team out of Salt Lake. Uh, MLS soccer uh, there in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I mean, that just go, getting to go to that stadium. Even, uh, yeah. To me, I would go to that stadium even if there weren't an event going on there. It, it's really it's a it's a it's a cool stadium. It, it to me, it, have you been to um, Dallas? Yes. To, I went to Dallas. I think the year Alabama played Michigan. It, to me, it felt like the biggest shopping mall I've ever been in. Right. Like, where do where do people play football here? When I went to Atlanta, I walked in and I felt like this is a place where you play sports. Yeah, there, there's not a bad seat there, mm-hmm. and it's state of the art. You know, it cost one point six billion dollars, <laughs> I think. So <laughs> just just seeing the kids like walk in there for the first time because only a handful had ever, of them had ever been there mm-hmm. only even fewer had been to a professional soccer match and that's one thing all these kids have in common is the love for the game uh man it was fun seeing their faces light up when we got in there and get you go into the team store and walking through there and it's just it's such a magical place to visit i think it's neat too to to let guys in high school even at the college level go and see anything that is pro and right. just Put your eyes on the speed right. of just how different it is, and I'm sure y'all noticed that immediately too. Oh yes, and and you we from our seats you could sort of see uh, how the how the players played form uh, formationally oh, and neat. the tactics and all that, and so we were able to kind of talk to the guys about hey you see this you know this is kind of what we're talking about in training Mm -hmm. you know and so it was a learning experience for them too and it's just something that you know it's it's not that expensive we've done fundraising you know we we hosted a tournament we raised a lot of money this year we had you know a a little extra at the end and we said why not treat our guys because i'll tell you joe like i said that it last year was my eighth season Mm -hmm. If not my favorite, it was one of my most favorite teams. It was a great season, it, you know, great experience. We had uh, – we returned 34 of those 36 players this year. Good Lord. So we've got a young program. <laughs> yeah. We've only got one senior this year. Yeah. So um, two seniors last year and then one 
in this coming up season. So really young group and a, and a bonding experience. You get so much from something like that. And, yeah. you know, it's probably more difficult to, say, take a take a 80-person football team to a Falcon game than yeah. it is to take 30, you know, 30-some-odd players to a soccer game. But uh, just, I mean – we, we want to try to make that a yearly experience because mm. we saw so much good in it. Did y'all sit behind one of the goals? Uh, so did... Yeah, sort of in the corner is where nice. we sat. Because yeah. I, I feel the same way. When I go, I would always prefer to watch a football game on TV. That's just where we're, we're to that point now. Right. Where at college football in the NFL, it's just TV is so, – the product is so good now. Right. Going to the stadium almost doesn't make sense. Right. But when I do go, I'll, I like sitting – in the end zone for the same reason i like to watch the offenses work yeah i like to watch the offensive line if they're going to run a counter it's fun to watch that guard pull um from from that vantage yes. point so it's probably the same thing you guys got with the soccer uh, yeah we, the you soccer get, game. get to see the spacing you get to see yeah. how guys move without the ball it's hard yeah. to see that from the side sometimes uh but yeah what uh, it, it, it was fantastic all the guys seemed like they had a lot of fun um and uh, like I said, we, we hope to do that, make that a, a yearly event and um, something that, that our guys can be proud of. I don't blame you. That does sound fun. I need to get over there and see a game myself. Um, just you won't, you won't regret it. You won't yeah. regret it at all. And I know a lot of people asked me, too, after I went to that stadium, is the rumor true or are the concessions cheap? They yes. are cheap. Yes. They are not that expensive in Atlanta. So if you do get a chance to go watch – like you know, every like if you want like specialty items, it's well, expensive. Yeah. But like if you want water or a soda yes. or popcorn, hot dog, all of those things are three dollars or less, and that's yeah. almost like that's nuts to say that. Yeah, it's I know. Crazy to say that, <laughs> but it's you know, if you want specialty items, that, you know, like uh, some pulled pork or something like that, it's a little more expensive. But yeah. but when you can say that you can like take your whole family mm-hmm. for thirty forty dollars a person and feed everybody and park and go to the stadium, go to a professional game at a state-of-the-art, arguably the best stadium in the country. Yeah, it probably it's, is. It's tough to pass by. Well, I'm glad you guys got to do that. Uh, so, you know, obviously last year doing the pregame show, we had a blast. Uh, John Davis Rollins is not with us in this particular episode, but I'll get him in here uh, before we, we start the show on August the 19th. It was a blast last year, and uh, – I'm just really glad we're going to get to do it again this year. Yeah, I was so sad when we when, we, when the season ended because it was uh, you know we we got we got together every week and got to chat and catch up and uh, you know offer. I, I think Blake probably you know uh, we I, I I guess we go a little bit long. Yeah. So Blake was having to probably get <laughs> get creative in how he was uh, yeah fitting our show in before the kickoff. I was started. talking to Blake. I was talking to Blake earlier, and I was telling him we were going to stay on hard deadlines this year. Yeah, nine minutes need, means nine minutes, and we've got to go to break. But uh, yeah, so we're going to start every episode at five forty-five instead of straight up six o'clock. That'll give us an hour. We'll go five forty-five oh, to six forty-five. Um, we'll kick it over to Greg and um, for the. Uh, you know, 15 minutes and the coach Reese show obviously as, as usual every year. So I'm excited about it. I can't believe that. Um, and tank Beasley's back tank. So you have plenty to talk about tank, tank Bigsby. Oh, Bigsby. 
So Big you don't even know his name. I, yeah, no, I do. I just, yeah, I've, I'm. I was I'm so happy when I thought Tank was going to transfer, and then he decided to stay at Auburn. <laughs> yeah, but, there was rumors that he was coming to Bama, maybe even. Like I'd heard of that. But how excited would Joe have been? Oh my goodness! I would have had a jersey. <laughs> I will be talking about Tank this year because uh, he's a uh, he's a bright spot on that Auburn roster. And that's the other cool thing about the show. If you didn't catch it last year, we talk about college football. Um, Pro might get thrown in there. I mean, I know every once in a while there's a good Thursday night game that we could talk about. But for the most part, we're going to talk about the Wildcats. We're going to talk about other teams in the county. You know, we want to keep up with what's going on up the mountain at Albertville, at Douglas. You know, I mean, Douglas, there's a team that made the playoffs last year. Right. Uh, Boaz should be better. Arab's um, improving. Arab's improving. You got Scottsboro back in the region. Um, DAR is no slouch. They've been they've been pretty good. DAR should be better. Um, should be better this year. They're going to be in that second year now, that triple option. So they, they should be a little bit more comfortable. Um, I'm excited. I'm always excited to talk about football. And and new teams on the schedule, too. Yeah. Teams yeah, like teams. Southside and such. We've got a few new uh, area opponents, right? Lawrence opponents. County. I yeah. don't think um, – I think Coach Reese earlier in the interview said it's been – Years. Oh, I remember. That was probably yeah. around the time I was in high school or yeah. right after that Lawrence County was in our region. So it's exciting. We're excited. But uh, this is going to be a little podcast and a little episode that we do every single Friday uh, right after Bruce at 9 o'clock right here on WTWX. And then obviously, if you um, wherever you listen to podcasts, go subscribe to the Gunnersville Broadcast Podcast. They'll be uploaded um, at the end of every day on Fridays, so you can go and listen to that. Please subscribe and, and follow the uh, Three and Out pregame show once we start. It will also be podcasted, so be sure and tune in. Zach, this was fun. Um, I am I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for August nineteenth to get here. Me, me too. Can't get here quick enough. Go Wildcats! And a special thanks to our friends Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry at Alpha Insurance in Gunnersville for sponsoring these weekly updates. Give them a call at two five six. 582-5686 or visit their office on Blunt Avenue right here in Gunnersville, your local alpha agency. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll see you next week.